name's Sid Garza Hillman, and this is what I think. The Pope and the Catholic Church are not blessing same-sex unions, calling them a sin. Wow, that came out of left field. I did not see that coming at all. Uh, just from every direction possible. Every latitude and longitude, I did not see that coming. Not even really a headline, would you say? And if anybody's thinking, boy, that's crappy. That's not crappy. Crappy, that's Catholic. That's what that is. I don't think that they should evolve with times. That's what they do. You either join the culty thing or you don't join the culty thing. That's up to you. That's that's not their problem. Mm. At least our president isn't Catholic. Oh, son of a... Mm. Um, I am enjoying, and I'm going to say enjoying, a Costa Rican dark roast. I may... Look, I'll be honest. I like to be transparent in this podcast. I, I'm, I may be... I may have roasted it just slightly too dark, I know. And I haven't been going into the French roast realm for a long time. I'm more of a full city guy. Full city roast. Okay, like a medium tending to dark. This one went just slightly long. I'm still enjoying it, by the way. I decided to do Costa Rica this time because all the pot growers in our area uh, own property in Costa Rica. So I thought, that's fun. That's a little solidarity to buy coffee from the adjoining adjacent land masses next to the tax-free income purchased uh, properties. I'm in a bad mood today. Am I in a bad mood? I'm not in a bad mood. I'm in a good mood with each sip of this Costa Rican. It's like a party in a cup, right? It's Costa Rica. It's sound Costa Rica. It's, it's got that kind of thing. I need that right now. I am doubly uh, vaccinated. Did you guys care? Uh, yeah, doubly got my second dose two days ago. No side effects. Not, now, I got the Pfizer one, which, by the way, is the preferred vaccine vaccine of Michelle Pfeiffer. Well, I didn't know that before, but I do now. Uh, so that one, I don't know if it's, yeah, I think it has less in general possibility. I had a little soreness at the site of the injection, but that's it. Nothing. No problems. Nothing. Now, I'm hobbling around. That's a separate issue. Why am I hobbling? You might ask, but you probably didn't. I was at the resort two days ago, three days ago, three days ago, and had to run downstairs. I'm if I'm I'm I move during the day. That's kind of my thing. You guys know integrated movement. That's my thing. Every hour I, I exercise, but then I also integrate movement throughout my day. So I'm at the resort. If I go up and downstairs, I'm just usually running the stairs and and kind of this is what I do. Been doing it for years, years. This day, I didn't run. I was busy with the small step intensive clients in the morning, and it just and, it, and then I was a guest on a podcast more than a second. And so it just was a full morning, and I went to the inn resort, and I hadn't exercised. And I don't know if this has any causal relationship at all. I'm just kind of looking at the day going. Everything else was just balls. Perfect day. Like, no problem. Slept great. Just everything. But anyways, and so I had to run downstairs to tell somebody something last minute. They were outside. And so I, I ran down the stairs normal and I and I was kind of walking outside and I leapt off a stair. I'll, I kind of like jumped off a stair and midair, a pop occurred, a pop. I'm not kidding. It, it wasn't auditory, although I may not have heard it for the ringing in my ears. I'm not kidding. It popped my upper calf 
and I came down and man, was that something painful, way more painful than giving birth. I'm joking. God, I don't know. Could be. I actually don't know. I cannot even make that statement. I'm just not assuming that's all. Anyway, I came down and I almost passed out. I'm not joking. I put my head down. My ears were ringing. The only other time my ears ring is when I'm doing the Wim Hof breathing because it puts you into, especially around the fourth round today, I was, I held my exhale for about three minutes and 20 seconds. If you get, if you get over the three minute period, you, your body will go into a stress-like heightened stress-like state. That's the point of Wim Hof exercises, by the way, the breathing exercises. Now, if you're thinking to yourself, that sounds phenomenal. Yeah, I know what you mean. But that's what that is. So that I usually get a little ringing in the ears. It was just like that. Now, I will say, the good news is I didn't pass out. That's number one. Two, I hobbled back inside, sat down, and sort of instinctually, I was just talking to a breathing client about this yesterday, instinctually and sort of just rote response, started doing my oxygen advantage, slowed my breath down, calmed my down, myself down really quickly. And then I was able to get back upstairs limping wise. And it was pretty painful that day. But that night slept great. No painkillers, nothing. Next day, um, it's definitely tight. Not saying that. But each day is definitely uh, improving significantly. I hope that this is not more than just a, a muscle strain. And, you know, in a week or two, I'm back up and rolling. The last time anything like this happened to me was about eight years ago. I ruptured my Achilles tendon. But I had very clear reasons for that. I looked, I analyzed that at the time. This was very in the beginning of my small, it was probably about nine years ago, small steps approach. Um, and I was able to look at it and, and this is when I really started to realize my tendency toward militancy and following a training plan that I was training for my first marathon. And uh, you know, had to follow that plan that day, even though I really was exhausted. I hadn't been sleeping well. I was drinking a ton of coffee those days, like five or six cups a day and tired and cold and un not warmed up. And I did an interval run and, and ruptured my Achilles tendon. This one, I can't really explain because I don't, it wasn't a change of any other day other than I didn't run. So maybe I was a little less loose that day. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe God did it. I'll ask the Pope. Mm. Maybe he didn't bless my calf that day because it's a sin. Maybe my calf is a sin. The golden calf. It all wraps around. Uh, so that's what it is. You might be saying, by the way, oh, Sid, it's just that you're getting a little bit older. And to which I would say athletes of all ages get injured. But also I'd say, yeah, probably. Uh, the podcast I was on a few days ago, and it's not out yet, so this is totally premature. I just had a really fun time. And there's a couple that are coming also in promotion for my book. So they're coming. I had a really nice woman. This uh, conversation with this woman, Michaela Johnson. I think that that will come out pretty soon. But if you know Jason Robel and Whitney Lauritsen, I've known them for a few years. They came out to the to the resort a few years back and hung out with Jeff and me and, you know, just kind of got to know what we were doing. And I've been in touch with them loose, loosely over the years. They did this... Um, something or other with a bunch of different practitioners and coaches. And I, they asked me to submit to that and I did. And, and then, um, I, they had me on their podcast and by had me on their podcast, I emailed them and said, can I be on your podcast? I got to promote my book and I don't have any social media. And they said, yes, Sid, come on. And I had a real fun time. Like they're so fun and they're in Los Angeles. So it's kind of nostalgic in a way. She wrote a whole book on coffee. So there's, see the world is is coming and then jason on the fly i guess he does this but he makes up jingles as if 
because I was wearing a Nutty Nut Nut shirt, and he goes, "That's like, what is that?" She had no idea about Nutty Nut Nut, which means he has no. He he's just he needs to be more in contact with me because clearly. But he goes, I thought it was like a nut butter thing. And I was like, that's kind of a good idea. Nutty nut 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 butters. And he whipped off a jingle. Pretty good. I have to say it was pretty, it was pretty, it was like free form. It was like the white version of free form hip hop. Mm. Thank you to everybody who Patreons and everything else. Okay. My book's coming out. Will you guys pre-order it please? Because the numbers are getting into the millions again. Somebody just pre-ordered the damn thing. I don't care. Don't pre-order it. Just order it when it comes out. Um, smallstepintensive.com smallsteppers.com smallsteppers.com is almost done with the testing is almost done very excited about it because it's like a thing now so you could actually do it but I just don't can't guarantee that the it's we'll wait on it the title of this podcast is at any other time I was going to almost call it uh, the old battle axe and I think the old battle axe is like a reference to like your spouse or something and I didn't have the time or energy to look up and see if I was going to offend anybody by that title. So I stuck with my original title, which was at any other time. So what do I mean by that? Well, this is coming up a lot and it has for years. And I'm going to talk about it here because this is um, an interesting, I think interesting way of looking at wellness in terms of, um, well, I'll put it this way. In terms of wellness, if you look at the general, not everything, some people want to start doing things. I want to start exercising, let's say. But there is a, a general um, direction from people, which is that they want to stop doing something, whether it's, I, you know, I want, I hear this all the time. I want to stop eating junk food. How do I stop beating myself up? How do I give up sugar? I want to stop caffeine. I want to stop eating cheese. I want to stop overeating or binging. So our brains, and rightfully so, like we identify the behaviors that we're not happy with. I get it. This not. I mean, this is not a right or wrong thing. Of course, it's like, look, I want to stop doing this thing. It's not helping me. Like, if you're an alcoholic, I want to stop drinking. I got it. Um, so I'm going to be a little annoying in my advice on this, but it's the my advice on this to my clients, and and especially the small step intensive uh, clients that I'm with right now, is it's counterintuitive. But the very time that you're doing the thing that you want to stop doing is not the time to deal with that thing. And I know that that's a pain in the ass to say, but the fact is right at that moment, you're sort of in it. And so the reason why this episode is titled at any other time, because the, the preparation for habit change, even to stop doing something, which let's face it is habit change. But what I always say is health and happiness don't like vacuums. Health and happiness don't like vacuums. In other words, if your attention is going to what I want to stop doing, I'm going to stop eating cheese. Fine. But the question is, what are you going to do instead? If you don't fill in that time, you're going to be hyper obsessed with the thing that you don't want to be doing. You're going to think about cheese all the time because that's the thing you want to stop doing. So what annoys people when I coach them is like, yeah, fine. You want to stop eating cheese. What are you going to do instead? Let's focus on what are you going to do instead? And that's why the advice is a little bit annoying, but it's freaking effective because you have to pay attention to any other time than the instance where you're actually doing the thing that you want to stop doing. It's like, it's like if you're arguing with your spouse a lot and you want to deal with that in the heat of the argument, it's not, that's not the best time. You're not going to deal with the underlying causes of that behavior when you're involved in the behavior itself. If you're arguing with your spouse all the time, 
at times where the iron's not hot is when you sit down and go, listen, we've been arguing a lot. Is there something that we're not dealing with? Likewise, in the diet realm, I tend to be eating junk food a lot. I tend to be eating cheese a lot. Um, is there something I'm not dealing with? What are the the underlying uh, reasons that I'm being brought to this behavior? Because sometimes this behavior is most of the time, I would say, that not doing behaviors are symptoms of underlying issues. If you are beating yourself up about things, you can try all you want to stop beating yourself up. But if you're trying to deal with that directly, it's going to be super ineffective. Whereas if you fill in your time adjusting your behavior and bringing in habits that are antithetical to the thing you're beating yourself up about, if you're saying I'm lazy and you start doing things that are things that a non-lazy person would do, <clears throat> exercise or productivity issues, and you put your brain into, I'm going to do these things because they are defining, by definition, things that somebody who's not lazy <clears throat> would do these things, then you have less reason to beat yourself up. When you hear that little habit of mind chatter of I'm lazy, you have the thing I've talked about before, which is like, yeah, but I'm doing something about it. I'm, I, yeah, but I'm doing something about it. When you're putting your brain into action and training around this more than a second, then you are less apt to be hyper-focused on the thing you don't want to do and instead move your attention over to things that you do want to do at any other time. And that's the that's the, the thing. So, so the analogy I used and have used for a while now is, is, a, is the military, which is, let's figure it's the United States military, just because, because I'm here. I'm here. Look, I'm going to just go, go with it. Okay. I could talk about the Vatican military, but they suck. Then, mm. Mm. the military if the united states military which is arguably the most powerful or pretty darn close it's up there in it they train the men and women in service train they go to work most days and train that's what they do and the reason why they do that is because when they go to battle if they go to battle and war, we as citizens, the last thing we want to worry about is them showing up to work going, what do we do? I don't even know. Like, do I go over there? Like, do I do what, what's this switch? Like that's frightening. What we want to make sure is that they are training effectively so that when they go into battle, it's in a way automated. They know their training is then put into action. Correct. That's how we want that. Kind of like, it's like you're in battle. So, the training, on the other hand, occurs at any other time. We, the last thing we want is the training and the battle to be at the same time. That would be frightening. Like we, when, we're, when they're in battle, we want them to be in battle. So likewise with us, it's kind of, it's, it's, you know, in a way, it's almost like finals week. You know, we, we try to cram during finals week, but sort of like that's when, if you don't know it by then, it, there's not as good of a chance that you're going to know it. That the effective way to prepare for finals week isn't during finals week. At that point, you're sort of in it. Just like that argument I was talking about with your spouse, like your or your partner, like you're in it at that point. But better preparation would be at any other time to try to head off um, something that is going to be ne negatively impacting you, like a bad grade on a final or an argument with your partner or spouse to train at any other time. So this is a, again, like everything else I talk about, a mindset issue. This is as frustrating as it can be and as much as you want to, you know, not do stuff, even to lose weight. Think about losing weights, you know, less, less, less. 
to put your head into nourishing, self-care, take care of yourself, train. Race day isn't the day for even for runners to eat super healthy. I mean, look at runners who eat, you know, really, really healthy during training. They train really well. Well, race day, they're eating like junk food because that's that day that they got to get through that day. That's not the day to train. That's the day to perform. So at any other time is when you actually prepare your mind and body for those times that you in a way go into battle. And I, and I will say that I do frame things like our relationship with junk food, let's say, as a battle of sorts. It's the battle of living healthy in the modern world. It, I do see it as a battle because it is a struggle day to day to pull that off. To be around foods that are engineered to be addictive, literally engineered and consciously people who go, this is going to light someone's head on fire. You know, like that's what we, that's how we made a Big Mac to get people to come back in that door. Well, let's not underestimate how difficult that is for us. If we decide we want to live happy and healthy most days, I think we should call that what it is, which is that it is a battle. It is a battle with our nature. It's a battle with our design, how we're drawn to to calories that that helped us survive very well in the modern in the wild, but that are tripping us up in the modern world. It's messing with our wiring to be around such available, such high calorie food trips us up because we're designed to take advantage of calories. That's how we're designed. It is a battle. It is absolutely a battle. It's just that I want to take the heat off people a little bit so they take it a little bit easier on themselves if they give in to a craving and say to them, it's not, a, fine, that happened. It It's going to continue to happen. So let that happen. Don't make that such a a, a statement of your, of your control or your willpower. It's like we're all in it. So let that kind of occur as it does. And meanwhile... Pick out the times in your life where you can train. Pick out the times in your life where you can prepare between meals, with your family, on weekends when you're relaxing, whatever moments you can take. I'm a small stepper, so I'm always training people how to find moments. Pick out those times and train, prepare, strengthen. And over time, at any other time, if you devote that attention to at any other time other than those moments that you are in a battle with the Big Mac, you will over time decrease the chances of you taking that action that you don't want in your life in the first place. And that's, it, again, mindset issue. Shift from what you don't want to do to what you do want to do. Happiness and health do not like a vacuum. If there's something you want to stop doing, ask yourself this, what do I want to do instead? before 
appears to me I see it mm. So clear it is to me And if I sit down before you Yeah, my-